Amen. All right, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. One more verse tonight, verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Heavenly Father, I love you tonight, and I'm thankful that we have a copy of your precious word. Lord, I'm glad tonight we're assembled together, not, uh, Lord, to magnify RGT or Pinch or any church here locally that's assembled. We're not here to magnify names or recognize men. And, but, Father, we're here to lift up the precious, holy, beloved name of your precious Son, my personal Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad... Lord, according to Psalm 138, verse 2, you have magnified your word above all your name. And Lord, what would we do tonight without the word of God? There's so much chaos, so much confusion, so much corruption. Lord, we never thought we'd see this day that we're living in. But Father, I am glad that we still have a word from the Lord. And God, I pray, I thank you for these two young men stood up tonight, all the men of God in the room, and Father, how there is such a great need of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our day. Lord, my heart is saddened when we listen, Lord, to so many others, Lord, who preach, Father, and it seems like there's little, little gospel, little of the anointing, little of evidence of men who are living by faith and walking with God we're in such a day of performance and entertainment and showboating and lifting up flesh. God deliver us from this generation of nothing but, uh, but a show. And God, we need something real tonight. I'm glad you are real, Father. And I'm glad uh, that faith, uh, Lord, we can believe uh, and know, God, that you are. That you are, Lord, you always have been and always will be. Tonight, we pray most of all, if somebody is here never yet begun their journey by faith. Lord, you shed your blood on that cross for all their sins, for all time. Lord, you've done everything that's required and all you ask us to do is believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So tonight, 
Lord, save that soul nearest hell if that be the case in the room. And for every saved child of God, I pray revival could take place in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit. And God, may you be glorified. May you be magnified. Get me out of the way. Keep this old man under subjection and submission on a cross, Father. Lord, circumcise these lips and help me to preach with unction from on high. We be sure to thank and praise you. And all God's people said, uh, amen and amen. Now, faith, we've heard this word. Uh, We all know what faith is. Well, we take it for granted uh, sometimes that you do uh, know what faith is. Uh, The faith is mentioned uh, in the Bible so much. uh, But, you know, in the New Testament alone, in the New Testament alone, faith is mentioned in some form 245 times. 245 times this word, uh, faith. One of my favorite verses, uh, and I often quote it when I pray over the text, but Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, uh, and hearing by the Word of God. Apart from the Word of God, uh, there is no such thing uh, as faith. Amen? Now, sometimes we get terminology mixed up tonight. Uh, So I'm going to help you real quick and then I'm going to try to follow the Lord. I've been walking away from my notes so I'm not trying to stay tied down but I want to establish a foundation tonight because there's words uh, in our Bible and words that we hear, words that we witness with and I I want you to study this out when you leave here tonight. Don't take my word for it, amen? Uh, But three words are belief, trust, and faith. And if we're not careful, We'll use all three of those words uh, in the same manner. But tonight, let me tell you, belief. You, uh, belief is just to acknowledge uh, something to be true or false. And you can believe whatever you want to believe. You have that right. You have that choice. Amen? You are a free moral agent. You can believe uh, whatever your human mind wants to believe, whatever your heart wants to receive. uh, You have that choice uh, to believe uh, whatever you want to believe, and your belief uh, will affect your intellect, all right? But then we have this word trust. Now, trust tonight is to rest or rely upon or to put confidence in. Amen. I love the song, Tis So, I believe that's 189. Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Amen. Thank God. Hey, it is a sweet thing to trust in Jesus. And I love how the songwriter says, oh, for grace to trust him more. Amen. And by the way, but you got to be real careful. And listen, if I'm wrong, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not talking pridefully tonight. But you will not find in the Bible to trust Jesus as your Savior. But how often do we use that terminology? But you will find believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe, amen. If you will believe with your heart and confess, thou shalt be saved. If you believe on Jesus, amen. Hey, it's about believing and receiving a free gift of salvation, amen. You don't trust Jesus until after you believed on him. Then you learn to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Hey, trusting in the Lord, that ought to be what the child of God does, uh, but you're not going to trust him uh, until you believe on him. Amen? A belief will affect your intellect. A trusting uh, will affect your emotions. Will it not? 
How many times have you put your trust in somebody only to have your spirit and your heart crushed by that person? And so many times I thought I could trust you. Aren't you glad Jesus is somebody you can trust tonight? So we have belief and we have trust, but then we have faith. And faith tonight, the simplest definition, I'll give you a two-word definition, believing God. What about that? Abraham believed God. That's what it says. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. It wasn't he was not justified by works. He was justified by faith. Amen. Uh, faith without works is dead. I understand that. Uh, but it's, there's a difference uh, in our standing before God and our state before men. Uh, and when I got born again, uh, I was justified by faith. Amen. By the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, what a standing is mine. It said, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now, not every day uh, do I live uh, by faith. Amen. There's times I, I begin to fear. I begin to doubt. I begin to worry. I let my human emotions get the best of me. I trust other people and other places and other sources of information and they have let me down. And I get in the flesh at times myself and so do you, by the way. Amen. But I'm thankful tonight that when it comes to faith, there is no faith outside of the Word of God. Faith tonight is God revealing something from His Word. Faith is God. And by the way, we have the full revelation of God to man in these 66 books of our King James Bible. There's no latter-day prophet. There's no other extra book that you need. That which is perfect has come. This book is Jesus. He is the Word of God. And I'm glad we have all things that pertain to life and godliness in the blessed old book that I hold in my hand. Amen. And faith tonight, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is impossible to have faith in something other than God. You might say I put my faith in this person or that, but no, no, that's false according to the Bible. Faith cometh by hearing and faith is God revealing or God speaking something to you. God who at sundry, the first verse of this book, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Amen. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, uh, who be in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things uh, by the word of his power, uh, when he had by himself uh, purged our sins, uh, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Thank God I'm glad Jesus Christ, uh, he paid for my sin. When he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. Somebody said, what is it? Well, look it up in your Bible. That phrase, it is finished, only appears twice. James chapter 1 says, Lust, when it hath conceived, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Sin is the antecedent of it. Somebody say amen. You know what, you know what he said? Sin is finished. <laughs> amen. Hey, it brought forth death. He died for our sins uh, according to the Scriptures. Uh, he was buried on the third day. He rose again according to the Scripture. I'm glad He finished uh, the sin dead. He paid it in full. It's a free gift. Uh, thank God tonight you can believe uh, on Jesus Christ uh, and have an eternity in a place called heaven tonight by just putting faith, believing on 
Jesus Christ. Now believing will affect your intellect, all right? Belief. The word doctrine just means our beliefs. It's what we believe, what we pride, how we behave, amen? Our beliefs affect our behavior, amen? So, uh, so belief affects the intellect, all right? Trust affects the emotion. But faith determines your decisions, amen? When's the last time, don't answer out loud, that you made a faith-based decision and not an emotional-based decision? Amen. The just shall live by faith. Amen. So it's important to understand you can believe things that are false, but you can never place faith in something that is false because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. You say, I just can't believe it. I would be saved tonight, but I, listen, God has imparted unto you enough faith to be born again, enough faith to be saved. In the beginning, God, amen? And if you believe that, and if you don't believe that, by the way, then you are brainwashed, amen? If you can look out among creation and think it all happened by happenstance and look at the human body and look at the things that God has created. Uh, By the way, Satan uh, does not have the power to create. Uh, All he has the power to do is corrupt uh, that which God has already created. Only God can create something out of nothing. uh, And It's harder to believe evolution and a big bang theory than it is to believe in the beginning God. Amen. And if you uh, have faith and believe uh, the first four words uh, of this Bible, you'll have no trouble believing the rest. All it takes is faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know why? Jesus said when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. We're in such a day where we're like, now listen, there's a difference in saving faith, okay, and sanctifying faith or obedient faith or victorious faith or overcoming faith. Listen, saving faith, it's real simple, believing on Jesus, receiving him as your Savior, amen. And I'm thankful he made it real simple. But tonight, I believe we're in a day that not many believers are living by faith and walking by faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, as you grow up, as you're a a child, amen, you learn from your parents first by commandment. Somebody say amen. Thou shalt and thou shalt not. Amen. Don't leave any... uh, Third alternative, amen? I'm glad the Bible's a black and white book. But as you get older, you begin to learn not just by commandment, but by principle. Amen. Well, if mom and dad didn't like that, then this is kind of in the same company. They're probably not going to like that. So you learn uh, the things that would displease them and the things that would please them. 1 John 3.22 says, Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him if we keep his commandments and... uh, do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen. So you begin to learn uh, as you grow older as a child in the flesh with your earthly parents. You learn by commandment and then you learn by principle. Amen. Uh, but, but when it comes to being a child of God, it's the same way. 
And when you're a brand new believer, hey, it's very important to understand what this book says is right and what this book says is wrong. And by the way, this Bible is a book of absolute moral truth. If it's ever been wrong, it's still wrong. And if it's ever been right, it's still right. Amen. He's God. He changes not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And by the way, there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Hey, there's only one gospel. Amen. In every dispensation, man has failed God's test, but salvation has always been and always will be Hey, by grace, through faith, in the blood sacrifice. Amen. And we learn this here in verse number 4, by faith Abel. By faith Abel. Now I want you to look at these three characters and I got a simple three-point message and they're just one word and it's going to be real easy to take notes tonight. Amen. But by faith Abel and then by faith Enoch and by faith Noah. And then this precious verse 6 sandwiched right in there. We're going to preach on that a little bit. But I want you to think about these three men before the flood, the only three patriarchs of the faith that are mentioned in this Hebrews chapter number 11. I want you to think about Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Genesis 4, Genesis 5, and Genesis 6. And by the way, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, where the thoughts of man's heart, hey, were only evil continually, where there was a population explosion, where there was DNA modification. We are living in the days of Noah, amen. And I'm glad Jesus is coming soon. By faith, Abel tonight. What does Abel? Abel is a picture of our worship tonight. Amen? I want you to think about the word worship. Point number one, our worship. Amen? Abel, when, hey, by faith, he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, Abel, you know the story of Cain and Abel. Cain was the firstborn, and Abel was the secondborn. Ever in all time. Amen. God created Adam and then he took his rib and made Eve and they were the first two. There was no race before Adam. There was no humans ever in existence before God formed man of the dust of the ground. Amen. Adam was the first man and by the way, the earth is a sphere and it's not flat. Somebody ought to say amen. You're brain dead if you believe that junk. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, Adam was the first man. And Eve was the first woman. And Cain and Abel were the first two born children on the face of the earth. Cain represents the first birth. I was born in my sins. And Abel was the second birth. Thank God I've had a birth I can't remember and one I can't forget. I'm glad I'm born again tonight. And just as the first birth persecuted the second birth, hey, the same thing is true even today. The same was true, hey, with Ishmael and with Isaac. The same is true with children after the flesh and children after the spirit. That old man will always hate the new man, but thank God the new man Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And by faith, Abel, God killed a lamb in Genesis 3. They tried, Adam and Eve tried, the uh, fig leaf religion. 
a fig covering. By the way, that's what the two trees, they were fig trees, amen? Because as soon as they ate and realized they were naked, they grabbed the closest thing around them, fig leaves, amen? Study it out in your Bibles, amen? I believe that with all my heart. Jeremiah 24, think about it tonight. Fig trees, amen? The only tree Jesus cursed, by the way. That tree of knowledge of good and evil. The lie of the devil said, ye shall be as gods. There was a thirst for knowledge. There was a thirst for power. There was a thirst to become like a god. And that's the lie of Satan. He'll twist enough truth in with the lie and change the word of God, take away from the word of God, add to the word of God. Hey, but I'm telling you tonight, what God said is true. Hey, and you better rest assured tonight that this book is all that we ever need. Amen. But because sin entered into the world, uh, we have a problem. And they made a fig leaf religion, and that was insufficient. Tonight, if you're lost, you've tried to cover up your sin. Now, you know, we're also living in a day that they which do such things that are so wicked and such an abomination and, and, and just so evil that they take pleasure in them that do them. It's amazing just the openness of sin in our day, of apostasy and wickedness. Evil men and seducers wax beats anything I've ever seen. But there used to be enough respect for the Bible in this country that with all decency and respect, you would not publicize your wicked sin. But my, what last days we're living in. But you can try to cover it up all you want. Your covering is insufficient. And God made them coats of skins in Genesis 3 and 21. The blood had to be shed and God preached the gospel to Adam and Eve and said right here there has to be a sacrifice. There has to be blood because without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. There ha- it takes the blood, amen. Thank God I'm a bloody preacher, amen. I'm glad uh, that I'm justified through faith in His blood. I am washed. He has made me a king and a priest and washed me from my sins in His own blood tonight. I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus Christ uh, cleanseth us uh, from all sin, Amen. And Abel brought, hey, the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. He was a shepherd, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Cain brought the fruit of his own labor. He thought he would give God his best. But our best, our righteousness is as filthy rags. There is none righteous, no, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way. You can't get saved. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But Cain, he brought the fruit of his own labor. He brought a bloodless Amen. You can't get a blood out of a turnip. Somebody say amen. He brought the fruit of the ground. He brought the works of his own hands. But Abel brought the blood. And it said that God testifying of his gifts. God didn't accept Abel and reject Cain because of who Abel was and who Cain was. It was all about the sacrifice. It was all about what they brought. And what Abel brought is what God required. And Cain was rejected, but God was gracious and said, Cain, 
If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. Listen, we are accepted before the Father as righteous because He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. I'm thankful when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He not only died for my sin, but He died as my sin. Amen. As in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Adam was the federal head and my representative in the garden, but on the cross, Christ is my representative. And thank God when he sees me, he sees the blood tonight. And Abel had faith in the blood sacrifice. And that testified of his worship. See, they came before the presence of the Lord. Amen. Over in Genesis 4.16, it said Cain went from the presence of the Lord. So there was a place that they assembled together to worship. Aren't you glad we have that? I believe it was at the eastern gate where that flaming sword turned every which way because it said there was a cherubim. Amen. That represents the, the presence of God. Amen. I believe they came back to, uh, to that was their place of worship. And oh, Abel came to worship and Cain came to worship. Abel brought the blood. Cain brought the fruit of the ground. And God had uh, testified of Abel's gifts. Uh, I believe he sent fire from heaven and consumed the sacrifice uh, and left no doubt. Uh, Abel, what you have brought, uh, you had faith in my word. Uh, you brought what I required. Uh, Cain, you haven't brought what I've required, but you can change your mind. You can do right. You can do well. I will accept you. But rather than Cain getting right with God, he let envy, he let envy turn into murder. The spirit of the devil. John 8, 44. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Tonight, if you have done wrong, if you have lived a wicked life, if you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ, there is good news for you tonight. All around us is a world full of an evil report, but by faith uh, the elders gave us a good report. Amen. And the good news from heaven, I don't know what the latest is. Hey, on WCHS uh, Eyewitness News, uh, that's what I watch because uh, Eyewitness uh, I love Second Peter chapter 1. Amen. He was an eyewitness of His Majesty and also because uh, 10 o'clock I can get 15 minutes and I'm asleep long before 11. Somebody say amen. If I wasn't before a three-year-old came in the house, I sure am now asleep before 11 o'clock. Amen. But I don't know what the latest is going to be on 10 o'clock tonight. But I know this. This book's more up to date than tomorrow's headlines. God knows what he's doing. He's still in control. And I'm thankful in a world full of an evil report, in a world full of news that we're not even sure we can trust and believe that we have a copy of the eternal good news tonight. And by faith, Abel, that testified of his worship tonight. And then Enoch. I'm going to hurry because I know where I'm headed. I'm, I'm not, I'm minding the Holy Ghost. But, but real quick, I've just got to get here. Enoch, okay? Abel represents, uh, he, it's a picture of our worship. Enoch's a picture of our walk with God. You know, Enoch walked with God. I mean, in the these are the generations of Adam, Genesis 5, 5 being the number of death, also being a number of grace. And I'm thankful, amen, that in Genesis 5, the rule was 
10 times, and he lived uh, such and such years, and he died, and he died, and he died. <laughs> but Enoch should not see death. <laughs> Amen. He was walking with God. The seventh from Adam. Seven represented completion and perfection. The seventh man from Adam walked with God in the midst of a generation where Cain, the, his sons, his, his evil fruit from his tree multiplied and the world was wicked as we see in the next chapter that God's going to wipe them all out. What a wicked generation that Enoch lived in. Enoch did not have church pews. Enoch did not have a PA system. Enoch did not have a copy of the written scriptures. Enoch did not have a column of prayer chain when he was feeling down about himself. But Enoch, in the midst of a wicked generation, chose to walk with God. What's our excuse tonight? We have the complete Word of God. We have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. We have church family that loves us and cares for us. We have all that we ever need. And still, there's not many people walking with God. Now, Noah represents our work, okay, the work that he did. Noah prepared an ark. Noah was a worker. Noah, for 120 years, or 100 or 80, you do the math, I mean, he built the boat a long time, amen. And my spirit's in all these days to be 120, and I know he grew up, and he older, I haven't done the math, but at least 75, 89, Noah was building a long time, amen. He was working a long time. But here's what I want to show you tonight, a simple truth from the Bible. God is a God of order. And as we see Genesis 4, 5, and 6, and here in Hebrews 11, we see Abel, Enoch, and Noah. We see our worship, our walk, and our work. Sadly, we're living in a day where many church members are working for the Lord, but they're not worshiping and they're not walking with God. And listen, we need more workers. We need more laborers. And I was raised here, and I thank God for Roxelaine, a gospel tabernacle, a church that's always had good workers. But sadly, we have a bunch of Marthas and not many Marys that chose one thing that's needful to sit at Jesus' feet and to hear his word. When's the last time you heard from God? If you're private worship, and I love corporate worship and choir singing and coming together, glory to God. But your private worship will determine how you worship publicly, by the way. And if you're not worshiping God at home, it's going to be real evident when you come together and you're not getting in on the worship. Amen? Amen. It's going to be real evident. I'm not being mean tonight, I'm just being honest. Not many people are worshiping God. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And we have the truth right here. Amen. This, this Word of God. But the Spirit of God, you know what? He's reverence says a lot, the voice of the Lord. See, we not only need His Word, we need His voice. Amen. I'm glad His Word's eternally settled in heaven. But God speaks through His Word. He speaks through His Word. When's, hey, if to make a faith-based decision, by the way, you need a book, a chapter, verse that you have read and God has spoken to you with his still small voice from that verse 
and given you direction for your life. How many decisions do we have to make nowadays? God have mercy. You ever thought, stopped and thought about that? How many decisions with work, with family, with church, with life in 2023 in America? There's young people making decisions that I never thought a young person would have to make. So there's so many decisions we've got to make. When's the last time we made a faith-based decision? Did we just do it because somebody else was doing it? And doing it because everybody else was counseling and advising that and it just felt good and, you know, we prayed about it, hadn't heard from God, so we thought he'd just be okay with it. How many times do we justify ourselves rather than waiting on the Lord? Amen? I'm talking about if our worship ain't right, amen, and our walk ain't right. To walk with God, by the way, he walks on a highway of holiness, amen? And if I'm walking a path of carnality, and a path of compromise, and a path that's away and apart from what's revealed truth in His Word, and I'm walking a line that God ain't walking on, then my walk with God is not going to be what it needs to be. Amen? But sadly today, there's so many people working for the Lord, but they don't read their Bibles at home. There's so many people working for the Lord, but they're not walking with God. They're doing it because they, uh, they, they see the need and, and they know it's evident. And, and there, there's so many people, think about that. Think about a Sunday school class, for instance. So many people just looking at the quarterly or the, the printed material the night before or the morning of. What about the previous six days? Did you pray and ask God what He wanted you to teach your class? Have you been reading your Bible? Have you been walking with God? Have you heard direction? Because, by the way, young people need direction nowadays. But we've become so complacent and so convenient and so comfortable with the formality and with going through the motions and with a bunch of performance and and theatrics. And there's not many people authentically walking with God in this generation. And yet there's such a need for work. But our work for God, He is not going to bless our work if our worship's not right and our walk's not right. So I wonder tonight, how's your worship? And how's your walk? Are you living a life of faith? And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get out the way. But faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We need to read our Bibles. Okay? Because here it is. Verse number 6. I love Hebrews 11.6. I'm so thankful he gave me liberty to preach this verse. This is so beautiful. But without faith, it is impossible to please it. By the way, you know what the word impossible, you know what God's telling us with that word? I'm possible. I am possible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. But without faith, listen, it's impossible. So if faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, then without the word of God, it's impossible to please him. And they that come to him, hey, must believe that he is. And look at this, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Have you been seeking him recently? Hey, man, the, the, the proverb said, hey, we ought to uh, search for wisdom as for hidden treasures. Hey, man, we ought to, listen, search the Lord and seek him with our whole heart. And sadly today, many people use church and use religion and call people that they know come to church and read their Bibles just as a time to make it through a hard time in their life, and then they're right back out there until the next crisis that they face. 
What a sad way to live. The great revival verse. Judy, you go ahead and come tonight. The great revival verse that we quote so often. I think we have missed one key element. Second Chronicles 7.14. Y'all, I'm sure know it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. But this phrase, seek my face. The reason we're not seeing revival is because we're only seeking God for his hand. And we're not seeking his face. We're only seeking God for what he can do for us. And not just seeking him for who he is. By the way, on your worst day, your name's still written in the Lamb's Book of Life if you're saved. Your worst day down here is not worthy to be compared. Hey, I'm your best day down here. Listen, I'm talking about the best day you have as a sinner doesn't compare to your worst day as a Christian. But, but we're in a day that people are only seeking God for what He can do for them. They're only seeking a church for what the church can do for them. It ought to be, Lord, is that still up here? What wilt thou have me to do? Right there in front of my eyes. Lord, what would you have me to do? Not, Lord, what can they do for me or what can you do for me? How often are you guilty of seeking God just for His hand. You only pray when you're in a crisis in your life. You only read your Bible when you need to, just to make a decision. And we treat God, our communion with God, like some drive through window. We tell Him exactly what we want, how we want it, what to leave off, what to add. And then when we don't get what we ask for, we get mad. And sadly, that's many people's communion with God. Listen, He wants to speak through His Word. He wants to have a relationship. Jesus did not die on the cross so that you could go to heaven. He died on the cross so that you could be reconciled to the Father. To be reconciled. And He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Salvation, listen, thank God heaven's a great benefit. And I thank God for eternal life. But the reason He died was because sin separated our relationship with our Creator. And he died so that we could have a mediator, a daysman, an advocate, an intercessor. Hey, thank God for what we have in Christ Jesus. But he is the Word of God. And he speaks through his Word. When's the last time you read your Bible? Not to check a box. Not to highlight an Excel sheet. Not so you can participate in the youth group chat. Not because you knew it was the right thing to do. Not 15 minutes before you got busy and your errand was on your mind and you rushed through it mechanically. But when's the last time you said, Lord, open thou mine eyes. I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. When's the last time you approached the word of God like you believed what it said? Like you asked God, not just seeking direction in your life, but Lord, what would you like to talk about today? Amen. And whether it's one verse, one chapter, or a hundred pages, when you read and he begins speaking, then you need to pause and be quiet. See, prayer and Bible reading, it's two-way communication. 
It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. And if God, who are you? If you keep on reading when he's trying to speak, you're telling God to shut up. Are y'all with me tonight? And if he don't talk to you through his still small voice and his spirit, if you don't, if you don't treasure your Bible, I'm, I'm telling you, you've never had the author read it to you. I'm glad the author of this book lives in my heart. He spoke this world into existence. Listen, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to pass judgment. God knows my, I came to be a help tonight. If we're ever going to see revival, we need safe people to get back in their Bibles. We've got so many church members riding in on their spouse's Bible reading. And because they're married to a preacher or a Sunday school teacher or an officer of the church or because their parents are instructing them in the Bible. But I'm talking about you, an individual. Are you reading your Bible? Are you hearing from God? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When's the last time God spoke to you through His Word? If it's been a while, I'd come to this altar tonight. And listen, if you're here lost, I'm here to tell you, this is the best thing on the globe. Amen. I'm talking about your creator, the one who formed you by his own hand and saw all your sin and chose Calvary. In light of what Jesus did on the old rugged cross, nobody has to go to hell. He died for the sins of all mankind once for all. He laid down his life. And tonight, do you know how you can be saved? By faith, by believing on Jesus Christ. You can believe and you can receive the greatest gift that's ever known to man. But if you have received that gift and you are not living by faith and walking by faith, or maybe you're here tonight and you're a great worker in the church, but you've never read your Bible through one time from cover to cover. Maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, but you rely on man. And I listen, there's nothing wrong with devotionals. But if you keep relying on devotionals and on what the pastor preaches and what YouTube sermons are out there and TV evangelists, and you keep relying on everybody else's words and you haven't got alone with God's word, then something is wrong somewhere. If we claim, why is it? And I, I'm, I'm being very sensitive to not cross over into meddling. I promise I'm trying my best to mind the spirit of God. But why is it? that we can put faith in Jesus for all eternity. And if you're saved tonight, that's what you did. You put faith in, in this word to rest your entire eternal destination on. So why do you have so much problem trusting him for the simple things of life? Why is it we can put faith in him for all eternity, but the first sign of a physical need we have? the first sign of a mental struggle we have. We consult every other source before the good report right here. He's given us everything that we'll ever need in His Word. But we're, it's never been more available than it is today. But it's never been more neglected than it is today.